You're listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network, garbagehillnetwork.com. Hey everybody, this is Ken Adol, and you're listening to Witch Place Radio. My good friend, the soldier, looked down Virginia way. I paid him a visit for five weeks I stayed. He had himself a roommate and met an EMT. One took life, the other saved it. Oh, the irony, well, we got ourselves to drinking. I poured us all some shots of vodka and whiskey. We had an awful lot. The soldier was eager, but the EMT was not. Your cup's already failed, so now you drink what you got. He looked at me and easy, and then looked at his cup. He downed it and looked queasy and said, I'm gonna throw up, and he threw up, and he threw up, and he threw up. The soldier laughed at his buddy, and then pointed at the sky. And said, I had to whip this bullshit, I'm drinking away my life. The stars don't shine in Richmond, and now neither do I. And I smiled politely as I give Winnipeg a try. He says I didn't come back here just to join the working poor. Go to school and have some professor lecture me about the war. Just to work at Kidovas, serving up chorizos. Or to be some fucking mall cop, guarding a dollar store. I asked, well, in the first place, what you join the army for? You know your military's got a lot to answer for. He said, hey, fuck the politics, but I gotta eat. Do I not? My cup's already filled, so I drink what I got. It's like I said before, fuck being working poor. So I grabbed my bag and I headed out the door. Off the war, off the war, off the war. I said, why not university? He said, I can't afford that shit. And my grades weren't good enough to get a scholarship. And I know the same. A foxhole's just a grave. But so is stood in debt. When I cannot be repaid Rack myself up in debt Pay 20k a year Just a party with some morons Just a drink some shitty beer And you, what do you study? Oh, film and history? Well, when you graduate Why don't you come back to me? And then we will see Who acted foolishly And I'll take my chances With the military Join the army, join the army Join the army now when we sobered up, he took me to the range And during target practice, I asked him, don't you find it strange To put another man directly in his grave? He squeezed up around, and he had this to say You know, truth be told, I didn't feel much that day Of a film, the purpose forged three years of train No much room for morality, oh, and you're being shot my cup had been filled, so I just drank what I got. It's like a quarterback just itching for a game. I was almost glad that I finally got to play, got to play, got to play, got to play. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. This is uh, we're recording this on the rooftop of a building in uh, the Exchange, and I'm your regular host Sam. I'm here with co-host Ryan. Yo. And uh, this week we're talking to Canadol. Hello. So uh, 
I mean, I guess the first thing I wanted to ask you is what the name means. What's the significance um, of it? Okay. Well, it's it's Russian slang for like dumbass Canadian. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking boss. That is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, so. I uh, I listen to whatever I could find of yours on the internet, yeah. and I mean, uh, what you're doing kind of is uh, I mean, I'm sure you can describe it better than I am, but it's kind of a folk punk kind of acoustic yelly. <laughs> Yeah. Fast, loud thing. I mean, what do you, what do you call it? What? Uh, I would just like what I try to imitate the most was yeah, like some some um, lyrically, you know, like the same stuff that happened here in the sixties and seventies with yeah, like yeah. folk musicians like Phil Ox and Tom Paxton and you know Pete Seeger, but also um, like the old Soviet singer songwriters like Vladimir Rosatsky and Alexander Rosenbaum and Mulata cool. um, Kudrava, and uh, that's kind of. Their style I curve on more because I play all the minor chords and all that. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so it's just mo- mostly uh, what I try to do is you you write from the perspective of like a bunch of these different people and you write like you would be that person and then right. you explore very uh, storytelling. Harsh, yeah, storytelling. Yeah, very like harsh themes. Yeah, because I noticed. Uh, I mean, every single one seems to be telling a personal. I mean, of the ones I heard anyway, a person's point of view, and then there's lots of uh, anger and <laughs> yeah, and whatnot. But I mean, there's a punk attitude behind it, right? Does that yeah, come yeah. from those those guys, Soviet guys you're talking about? Or is yeah, like... well, I mean, like, yeah, okay, what's what's more punk rock than playing music that's like could land you in jail? Right, yeah, I guess from, so. Like, right, the yeah. system that's like yeah. that's pretty fucking punk rock. That is that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Prime examples of that recently, in fact, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that show that you don't necessarily have to play punk play punk rock to get to be yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. be punk rock. I had um, it was it was kind of fun. I had this show about like a, a month ago, and there was this band River Jacks from from Calgary that okay. they played, and uh, they're they're kind of like you know like Celtic punk kind of that, that kind of deal. And then they're like after I played, they're like, "Wow, man, we're punk, but like you're way more punk than us." <laughs> just like, just made me laugh, made me feel pretty nice. Well, I guess, I guess punk is like. I mean, a lot of people think of punk as a certain sound, but it's more of an attitude thing in general. I mean, yeah. a lot of hip hop is more punk than punk. I mean, a lot of like a yeah, lot of exactly. acoustic folk stuff is a lot of anything really. I mean, I think punk at this point is kind of meaningless. Uh, I've, I've definitely been quoted as saying that hip hop is the new punk rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's definitely there's five dollar shows. You know yeah. what I mean? To see yeah. to see four or five acts as yeah. opposed to ten bucks to see three local acts. Yeah. Right. It's, it's like a flip of how you see. Yeah. yeah. yeah totally. Absolutely. So what kind of. Uh, background you come from I mean do you, were you do you been in bands before this or is this your no this is just me I mean like I I don't know I played around with like some few people when I was in university but nothing okay. like we never made a band or anything I, and then I was just like well I, I want to start writing my own music and then I and then I did so how long have you been so, doing this this Canadol persona for uh oh man okay back in 2012 is when I started so like summer of 2012 is when I really uh it was actually kind of a funny story I um it's also kind of why like a lot of the stuff is really political. Okay. Is uh, I try to start a workers' union at, at this at um, at this kitchen that I worked at, and then of course I got fired. <laughs> and then they gave me a bunch of money, and then I went on EI, and then they're like, you know, go. And I was just like, well, I have all this money now, and yeah, yeah. and then whatever. So I just went traveling a lot, and then I played music for people, and they're like, I like that. And okay. Then I managed to meet more people, and that's. Uh, that's where I got like some of the stories from, like the Stars Don't Shine in Richmond. Yeah, is, yeah, I saw the video of you it. playing that on yeah. that uh, that talk show. That, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, which is like a, it's a true story. It's like cool. I got really drunk with this guy who served in Afghanistan, and he was like, "This is what it's like to kill somebody." Wow. And I was like, "Oh, oh wow, <laughs> that's fucking heavy." Yeah. Yeah, that is heavy for sure. Yeah. Um, one thing that it reminded me of was Johnny Sizzle. Uh, do you know Johnny Sizzle? No, I don't know. Local. I mean. Local, I guess the best way to Winnipeg for however many years, right? Like twenty. Winnipeg, I mean, he's been around for like thirty years or so, and he's. Yeah. Uh, I think he was briefly homeless and stuff. And I he, saw that man got beat up at the the Albert. Yeah, yeah. Skinheads I mean, one night. He's been around yeah. for a long time, and he has a very, very kind of 
uh, abrasive folk style. And yeah. I mean, like, his voice, he has probably one of the worst voices I've ever heard in my Most life. Like, I'm, not, I'm not comparing you to that. He's a radio show, mind you. Yeah, he has his Where own, yeah. his irritating voice is broadcast across, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. airways. But the guy's kind of like a known, like, you know, for the past few decades as like the kind of punk folk guy. And definitely certain aspects of what you're doing reminded me of us. I was just wondering. Sweet. I'd love to meet him, but I've never, I've never heard of him before. Yeah, yeah. He's a yeah. Yeah, very out. accessible man when you meet him, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's tiny, so you can <laughs> definitely pick him up. But <laughs> Yeah. And he used to have a, uh, an actual like Shaw TV show on, on cable access. Yeah. And he had like, didn't he have like propaganda and stuff on there? He had all these bands yeah. on there that were like, some of them later on went to be on pretty yeah. big. Yeah, uh, uh, a bunch of things. And he was also in the Al- the Albert documentary. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that's where I saw him get beat up. Right. But yeah, no, so there's obviously like, I mean, Winnipeg, I think, has, uh, this has come up on the show before too, has like a, people like grit I think in their music and I mean I believe whether it's with episode I was on yeah about I think grit. I talked about it the yeah. one you weren't on last yeah. week too but I mean it just seems like a, a common theme like whether you're playing folk or country or blues or punk or anything people in Winnipeg seem to kind of gravitate towards something that's maybe a little more harsh and a the little the feeling of getting stabbed in the neck with a bottle <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. a little less pretty a broken I, bottle not obviously yeah, a whole bottle yeah. but a broken bottle Yeah. and I kind of feel like that's sort of what you're doing as well I mean yeah it's folk music but it has an edge to it like what kind of stuff do you listen to on a regular basis? Like, what kind of music are you are you into? Um, well, I do like I do listen to a lot of hip hop too. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think what you guys are right. Like, I uh, I agree with that. That like you know, punk, folk, and hip hop all really comes from the same place, which is just like protest music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which is like you know, it doesn't it doesn't really matter which genre you like dress it up in. It's the core feeling's the same. Because like I've played exactly. I, it's all a feeling, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've like. Just this summer, I played like a show in Minneapolis, which was all punk bands yeah. and like metalheads and stuff. And they like it still works. They still like it because it's we're saying the same thing. We're yeah. just saying it a different way. So. Just less. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're just doing it. Some guys on the roof above us waving. Yeah, us. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Pretty good. How are you? <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so people who haven't heard. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So if people haven't heard the show before, the way this works is we have a uh, randomly generated theme word, and uh, the computer just spits out a word at us, and we kind of pick songs that relate to the theme. This week we've got Blanket, and I don't yeah. know uh, if you had any difficulty finding songs with that or what you thought of it. Well, I thought of, like, Blanket Statements, and, mm-hmm. um... Oh, nice! You know, it's a good way to look at never, it. never would have come to my head. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, oh, man, I don't have internet up here. I, have, I grabbed the Wi-Fi signal from downstairs, but I don't have it up here. But, um... But yeah, and that was playing into kind of what I was talking about, like the political yeah, uh, yeah. The stuff. So like, no, that's a good, that's a cool way of looking at the, the word because I mean, the, the yeah, obvious no, thing is like the thing you put on your bed, me, right? But yeah, yeah that escaped me for sure. Like, yeah. well, blanket statement. That and then using it as like I don't know, a kind of security type thing yeah, as well. Yeah, security like blanket, can, totally. You can listen to that kind of music and like, uh, I don't know. You, you also think about like how messed up everything is, but. It makes you a little bit less sad because at least other people also realize it, so you feel a little less crazy. So, like, totally. there's the security aspect of that as well. Cool. Well, um, yeah. because we're talking about uh, Johnny Sizzle and, and Winnipeg stuff, I think I'm just going to go first to pick a song because Stand I have off. a song by a band from the same kind of era uh, called Riverdale High. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but uh-huh. they were um, kind of mid-'90s uh, local punk band, and I saw them a few times. I was pretty young. I, I saw them all the time because I was, I was also as young. Yeah. But I just was out drinking a lot more than I assume Sam right. Thompson was. Younger than I probably, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, so I mean, I, I saw them, I guess, like, the time I bought this tape was uh, they were playing at uh, Corefest. Yes. Which was at Garbage Hill. And yeah. was, like, a big, 
awesome music festival, late, late lamented. LinkedIn, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. So um, they have a tape uh, that I picked up at that show. And, uh, you know, this must have been 96 or something. And it's one of the few tapes that I've kind of just kept throughout all that time. And uh, the song's called Blanket. So, I mean, Blanket is an obvious connection because the song is called Blanket. Yeah. But it's a great band, awesome song. And uh, I think more people should kind of dig up their stuff and listen to if they can find it because they're they were cool. Yeah, man. So that, yeah, that was uh, Riverdale High Blanket, and yeah, I mean, I, don't, I can't, I don't know when this tape's from, probably 96, maybe 97, but I, I think just, in 96, I, just, I remember, like, I remember my, my mid-teenage years, Yeah. Riverdale High, uh, The Jills, yeah, 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 uh, Bucko, yeah. Phil Foundation, that yeah. entire Those era. were awesome bands, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was an amazing time for the, pardon the term, scene as well, right? Like, you, you would pay five bucks to go see, like I just mentioned, right? You'd pay five bucks to go see a bunch of local bands, and you would see... Mung, Jill's, Phil yeah, Foundation, yeah. Riverdale High, and Bucko. Yeah. You know, and they're all awesome. Throw the umpires in there, right? Yeah, yeah, and it was all awesome, all completely different styles of music. Yeah. 
times have changed. Either times have changed or you're just old now and then you don't know what's... No, I'm definitely old. I'm definitely old. There's there's no debate on that. (laughs) I'm just saying that perhaps times have also changed with my age. Maybe. Maybe. Easy move. Yeah. Easy move. But yeah, in pop punk, like totally that's what, at the time, I think most people were listening. I mean, in oh, a certain that, age group. that's what you would consider yeah. pop punk. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. I, if someone would say pop punk, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like think that. No, what would it's you more, would you? I don't know. It's just more poppy now, I guess. Like, you know it's I mean? more like, like sugary kind of. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. See, yeah. I, I consider my, my new version of pop punk to be less sugary. Really? Uh, yeah. What more like, uh, uh, the messengers, uh, Bombs over Providence, like right, all which, that, like that. I I call it like post pop, I guess. Again, with but, the post in there, it just screws everything yeah. up. And you throw them but it's it's still it's it's pop punk, but it's it's a bit on the harder side of it. Maybe. But still, like still poppy written, right? Still a lot of a lot of catchy hooks. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And sing along parts. But yeah, no, I know, I know what you mean though. But like, there's there's definitely some pop punk that's just like way more on the pop side than the yeah. punk side. Yeah. Ah, uh, for instance, what are they called? Mass Intruder. Right. Mass Intruder. Right. I. The first time I listened to them, my buddy was like, man, this, this singer looks just like you if you had a balaclava on. And I was like, well, okay, but that's pretty much anybody with shitty tattoos yeah, who's yeah. playing in a pop punk band. Yeah. And then I listened to them, and they're, they're like extremely sugary pop, but all their lyrics are yeah, about like waking, yeah, waking up and like waking a girl up in the middle of the night while sneaking into their room and shit yeah, like that, shit, right? Yeah. 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 Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took a weird turn of the conversation. Well, no, it's not dark. No, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's proper. So okay, so um, what I heard online was you have uh, looks like an, an album on Bandcamp. Yeah, uh, is that kind of the only thing you got floating around right now? Or oh uh, yeah, I mean I have a bunch of there's some like stuff on SoundCloud, and then I just I've been I've been writing a lot of songs. It's just that like I don't really put them out like piecemeal anymore. I'm waiting right now. I I have like a bassist. He okay. plays upright bass. Oh cool cool. And nice. we had, yeah, we had a few shows together, and um, right now, I mean, I recorded it, I'm waiting for him to add his parts in, we just did it in his house, cool. and I'm just waiting for him to add his parts in, and then, like, put out a, a new, like, awesome. more proper, because, like, the stuff is, the stuff right now, it's, like, there's buzzing in the background, yeah. I did it, like, on a shitty, like, huh. $7 but, microphone. But, it sounds like something I'm familiar with. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Totally, yeah, 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 definitely. So, like, yeah, I mean, and if, if you look online, you can find um, uh, one of my uh, one of the people that was at the the house show that that I did in Minneapolis about two months ago, he recorded on a GoPro. So I got him. Oh, nice. Uh, he recorded on a GoPro, and you can find the last like four or five songs that I did. So cool. Yeah. So is this? I mean, like when you're that album you have out now, is that strictly a digital thing, or I mean, are you actually? It's just strictly it? digital. Yeah. This that, new one. Yeah. This new one that I'm gonna like put out. I want to actually get like some CDs and everything, so I could sell them. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, 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 I know I ask this. Give almost, them away, just something physical. Yeah, I ask this to almost everyone who comes on the show, but it, I think it is yeah. an interesting question nowadays. Especially these days. Because everyone, I mean, because you can just do a digital release yeah. and then you don't have to do physical. Like, I mean, have you had kind of people asking what they can get a Yeah, copy? yeah, they're like, hey, do you have like CDs? I like to buy one. And or nobody... CD versus cassette versus vinyl. Yeah, well, I mean, if I had the money, I'd do a vinyl. I think that's what everybody sweet. says, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, the cassette thing, personally, I don't, I don't really get it. I don't really get people putting stuff on cassette. Like, I have one guy... I, I recorded something on cassette, but the guy that, like, recorded it is a heroin addict, so he lost it. <laughs> okay. But, like... <laughs> so, no you know... story of my life. <laughs> well, you know what, okay. Um, 
how old are you? This might answer the I'm question. I'm 26. Okay. Well, that's uh, still within the age range where you yeah. might have... Where we consider kid. our age range, right? Yeah. Mid-30s, we consider our age range still like mid-20s. Like, but we're not. For me, the tape thing, I like because I never stopped listening to tapes. Like, I, yeah. I have tapes, like, I mean, there's Riverdale High. Yeah, yeah. I, I still have the tape, and I still listen to it on tape, and I have tons of stuff that I never... I never rebought on CD or on MP3 or whatever. Like, if I have it on tape and it still works, I've just kept it. So, for me, it's fantastic to see people putting out tapes because I still have a tape deck, I still listen to tapes. But it definitely seems like this weird kind of niche thing where it's, like, a cool thing all of a sudden. Yeah. Everyone's just doing it, and I don't know if it's going to last, like, in the way that it is now. I mean, I can see something you're like, you're, what you're doing would work on tape just because of the kind of, like, lo-fi, you know, DIY-ness of it all. But, like... <laughs> I don't know if in five years from now, if the, the hipster crowd or whatever, whoever is buying tapes, done, like, they're done with tapes. Well, we give up. Like our CD is going to come back after that and be like the next. Like, no, no, laser disc. Laser disc. Laser disc and come back. Tracks maybe. Yeah. I predict that right now. Laser disc. Like I had a I had a tape deck in my van for a while, but now it's just the CD player. Right. So, I mean, there's like, I, I just don't see the advantage of of a of a tape over like any other. I form. think it's just the. It's like it's the physical aspect it's, of it. It's like it's cool. It's a it's more like, physical a yeah. aspect. Uh, sorry to interrupt. More physical aspect compared to a CD, which is like, oh, it's a CD. You throw it on a pile of CDs. Whereas a cassette, like you've got to have it stacked with cassettes, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's an aesthetic thing more than anything. I mean, it doesn't sound better. No, it's, it's, it's more portable in the sense that if you have a Walkman, you're good. And it's but, physical, right? And it's physical. Yeah. Yeah. A CD, so. a CD again. You just throw it. You throw it on a pile of yeah. CDs. Whereas a record or a cassette, you've you got, take care of a little bit. Got, yeah, you got something yeah, physical. It's a collector thing, I guess. Yeah, so. and it comes with your digital download. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. right? We talked about that with Black Cloud. I think we did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it comes with your 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 digital download and your physical copy, so you've got all of it right there. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what kind of uh, what kind of shows are you playing? I was kind of looking at some of your past shows, and it seems like I mean, I saw you play one with Greg Rikus, who like yeah. you know, we, we've known yeah. for a long time, and that he guy's plays a real asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the best men I've ever met. Oh yeah, really. yeah. awesome. Man. Yeah, he gives a lot of high fives. Yep. Yeah, like hard high fives. It hurts your hand. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I mean, is that, that the worst that, thing you could say about him is high fives. No, that is that is literally the worst thing, the thing I could <laughs> say about Greg. I think that's probably true. Yeah, is his high that. fives are too hard. But I mean, okay, that guy plays. You know, he plays punk rock acoustic. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. is there kind of a scene of people doing that that, that you play shows with? Or are you just because I, I've seen over the years a lot of acoustic guys. Regardless of what, if they're playing just straight up folk music or, or like you know punk on an acoustic guitar or, or blues or whatever, they kind of often get tacked on the front of a show, no matter what it is. Like, is that more what you're doing, or is pretty much? Yeah, I mean, I play maybe like two, three shows a year. Okay. Okay. Here, anyway. Right. Right. I don't know why it is, but like I'll I'll, uh, I'll go Winnipeg, on these. That's Winnipeg. Yeah. That's yeah. why. Yeah. 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 I'll. Uh, that should be our new tagline. That's Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Yeah. Like, I'll go on these these just trips where I'll just bum around for a while and people are usually more than happy to like have me play at like house shows or bars yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever like I remember when I was in I was in Austin Texas back in like January of this year and I just walked into a bar and then I was talking to the bartender and then she was like oh you play music I was like yeah she's like oh, go up right now cool cool and then she was like okay that was pretty cool like come back on Monday and you will give you like a tab and you can awesome. play for tips I guess that's the like, convenience right of know. just being a one one man show well, yeah you can just do whatever you yeah. want like you don't have to worry about anybody else yeah you don't have to worry about like, a drum set or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean other people join me and, I, and they'll play with me and whatever and like that's cool right. but I, I, I like just being and it also like it helps with traveling because I can just leave whenever I want yeah and I guess you don't have to worry about all the typical stuff that a lot of bands have to worry about traveling because they got to have visas and all this shit. You're just a guy with a guitar going on a trip somewhere, right? Pretty I mean, much, you can, yeah. <laughs> you can just I mean, show like, up wherever, yeah. 
sometimes I'll have shows booked, sometimes I won't. And it just kind of works itself out. If not, then I'll just play on the street. And that's pretty out, much punk so. rock, right? Yeah, that, that is yeah. punk rock. Yeah, yeah, more so than having a Mohawk. Maybe I can eat yeah, tomorrow, yeah. maybe I can't. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm still here, so. Cool. Well, well no, sorry, go ahead. No, it's pretty cool. I've never really had to, like, I went to a friend's wedding in Virginia this, um, just this, just June. And, like, I, I don't know, it's, people take care of you. They'll just be like, yeah, you can sleep at my yeah. place. That's cool. Yeah. Like, they'll trust you in general, and then you just meet more people. And a lot of them work in the service industry, so you can just go into their restaurants and get free food. So yeah. I don't well, really have to yeah. worry about yeah, much, totally, you know. Totally. Oh, I can attest to the service industry. <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, do you have a song that you wanted to uh, pick for the blanket uh, thing? For the blanket thing? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, since, I mean, this is a pretty popular song wherever, but... Um, there's no rules. I, yeah, 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 yeah. It's because um, we were talking about the hip hop thing. I yeah. really like the song uh, "Brother," like by Brother Ali, uh, Uncle Sam. Goddamn, it's a good song. Which is like, Goddamn, I was yeah. gonna pick that song. Were you? I was. I was. I was searching through my vinyl, and I was gonna pick that song, but I chose not to. And there's a reason why. You knew. Yeah. <laughs> I picked that up on vinyl too. I just went to the the rhyme series store, Fifth Element. Like, oh man, yeah. I love. I got Fifth a bunch Element. of stuff there. Uh, I'll tell you a story actually about Fifth Element when we come back. Hey, cool. Well, sure. yeah, let's yeah. take up the song. But yeah, I mean, this was also the song that like um, inspired me to write American Hero. Uh, the name of this song is Uncle Sam, Goddamn. It's a show tune, but the show ain't been written for it yet. But we're going to see if Tony Jerome and the band can maybe work this shit out for me. Straighten me out right quick. Welcome to the United States, land of the thief, home of the slave. Grand Imperial Guard, where the dollar is sacred and proud. Let's do this shit for real, come on now. Smoking mirrors, stripes and stars, stoners for the cross in the name of God. Bloodshed, genocide, rape and fraud, written to the pages of the law, good law. The cold continent latchkey child ran away one day and started acting foul. King of where the wild things are, daddy's proud Cause the Roman Empire done passed it down Imported and tortured a workforce And never healed the wounds or shook the curse off Now the grown-up Goliath nation Holding open auditions for the part of David Can you feel? Nothing can save you You question the rain, you get rushed in and chained up Fish raised, but I must be insane Cause I can't figure a single goddamn way to change well, welcome to the United States, land of the thief, home of the slave. The Grand Imperial Guard, where the dollar is sacred and power is God. Welcome to the United States, land of the thief, home of the slave. The Grand Imperial Guard, where the dollar is sacred and power is God. All must bow to the fat and lazy. The fuck you obey me and why do they hate me? Who me? Only two generations away from the world's most despicable slavery trade. Pioneered so many ways to degrade a human being that it can't be changed to this day. Legacy so ingrained in the way that we think we no longer need chains to be slaves. Lord, it's a shameful display. The overseers even got raped along the way. Cause the children can't escape from the pain And they born with the poisonous hatred in their veins Try and separate a man from his soul You only strengthen him and lose your own But shoot that fucker if you walk near the throne Remind him that this is my home Now I'm gone 
From their guns. Talking about you don't support a crackhead. What you think happens to the money from your taxes? Shit, the government's the addict. With a billion dollar a week, kill brown people habit. And even if you ain't on the front line, when NASA yell crunch time, you right back at it. Man, look at how you hustling backwards. At the end of the year, add up what they subtracted. Three out of 12 months, your salary pay for that madness. Man, that's savage. What's left here the big ass plasma to see where they made Dan rather point the damn camera? Only approved questions get answered. Now stand your ass up for that national anthem. Welcome to the United States, land of the thief, home of the slave. The Grand Imperial Guard, where the dollar is sacred and power is gone. Welcome to the United States, land of the thief, home of the slave. The Grand Imperial Where the dollar is sacred and power is charged. We're back on the rooftop. That was uh, Brother Ali. Uh, despite despite what his body leaves uh, to be beheld, the man is an amazing lyricist. No, I fucked it up. Sam, I told you I fucked it up. Yeah, yeah, you did. During the break, we discussed how I would fuck it up, and ladies and gentlemen, I have fucked it up. But that was a good song. That was that, that was, was a great yeah, song. Yeah, very cool. Great song by a great musician. Yeah, I feel, I, I feel like there's like a. Not not a ton of them, but there's a lot of albinos like who do really awesome music. I don't know. A Freddie ton. Mercury. Freddie Mercury. <laughs> he was. He was albino. He was an albino. Yeah, he was. He was born in India. <laughs> I, I read. I read something that he had, like he was actually like some sort of like he was born in India, but it was like a rare like genetic thing where he was not. No, he's no. I I don't know. I read it. Like no, he's Persian. He's Freddie Mercury's Persian. Persian. Yes. I read something he online, was, I swear to God. It yeah, was all some, I'm like, saying is that rare, like, despite his racial like, handicap, like, Brother Ali is a great Muslim yeah. rapper. And what I was going right. to say is that there's a lot of really good <laughs> albino musicians, like Yellowman, for example, right? Like King Yellowman, I mean, he's like one of the best like dancehall artists of the 80s. I'm going to look this up. And he is extremely albino. <laughs> oh, oh, let me let me enter my, my code in for you. <laughs> so you're like, I, I want to look it up. Freddie like, Mercury is Persian, there, and there uh, yeah, yeah, I, his family's from Iran. He's not... But anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway. No, no, but I just remember the reason that she gets thing. fucked up when yeah. it's in the songs offline, because I'm pretty sure I had a, like a really suave thing to say, and it just came out this entire yeah. splatter 
worth of nonsense. It's all right, it's all right. So, so what was the connection to Blanket again with that song? Uh, blanket statements. Like, okay, right, right, I mean, right, right, right. It, it, it's very obviously connection, actually. Yeah, I mean, like he's very he's yeah. focusing on things that are are like blanket statements. They're very encompassing. Obviously, there's good parts in, in the culture. So I will, et cetera, uh, et cetera. But it's also like uh, what I was saying before. Is it's like a it's a security blanket thing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, you know, things are pretty messed up, but it makes you feel a little bit less crazy because other people also recognize that it's messed up in the same way that you do. Absolutely. I will tell you guys a story about uh, the first time I saw sure. Brother Ali in Winnipeg, which I believe was his first time in Winnipeg. My buddy, my buddy's Mikey's birthday, and we're there, and it's uh, Brother Ali and I believe Massa Ace. Okay. And we're uh, it's at the pyramid, and we're standing up front, and this kid walks up. This kid walks up, and he's just the most arrogant white kid you've ever seen. He's like... <laughs> He's like, hey, motherfuckers, you know who's playing tonight? You know any rap? And I was like, yeah, actually, it's uh, Brother Ali and Master Ace and, uh, fuck. This one, this one fucking uh, First Nations rap crew from Winnipeg. And he was like, whoa, you ever heard any of these groups? And I was like, well, yeah, I just this listened to all, the show. <laughs> all of them. So like, you want to smoke this joint? I'm like, yeah, I want to smoke this joint. I'm halfway there smoking this just giant conger. He's like, better calm down. That's laced. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, no, no. Man, motherfucker, that that is that's cocaine and weed, and you're gonna be really fucked up. And then I had to—I shit you not, I walked from the pyramid to my place at Westminster yeah. sideways. I walked sideways, like side steps the like entire a crab time. Walk sort of thing, because because if I walked forward, I would have fallen down. Right. So that's my entire story. That's it. That, that was a swing. <laughs> like the story had nothing to do with Brother Ali himself. Ladies and gentlemen, a swing and a wow. No, because I never actually got to meet Brother Ali. I miss Brother Ali. Did you actually Ali. get to the show or no? You no, I was at the show. But did and you actually we... get to see the performances? No, right not Brother Ali. <laughs> no. No, I walked home sideways instead. Okay, I looked it up. You guys are right. He was just part of like a, a small ethnic group, but it wasn't. I knew there was something. Yeah, were they like Zoroastrians or something? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. There were Zoroastrians yeah. in India. And, yeah. It Parsis. would have been cool if it was not by. No, like a guy No, I, I knew it was. I knew it was some like weird, small, like. Thing, right, but right. yeah, no. I, now I feel foolish. It's all right. <laughs> did, I, did you just hear the story I told? I, I heard the story. <laughs> don't feel, don't I listened. Feel I listened to the story. Don't feel foolish. Yeah, you just don't don't walk sideways. I smoke weed and cocaine. No, I actually had to walk sideways to get home. And somebody at one point stopped me and was like, "Are you okay?" And I just yelled, <laughs> and kept walking sideways. That was man. It was so crazy. you were okay. I was. I clearly was okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to follow If you weren't okay, you wouldn't have yelled that. Mikey, I apologize for letting you in on this story. So, okay, <laughs> just to get back to music here for a second. Um, like, you said you listen to a lot of hip-hop. Yeah. I mean, does that ever influence what you're doing? Um, uh, yeah, like I mean, or something maybe, well, or? it's just lyricism, right? right, right it doesn't, right. it's just presented in a different way. Like, I don't have a drum beat behind me. Yeah, or, of course. Or yeah. It's just me and the guitar, so... I mean it's the same thing, but I'll I'll uh, I'll show you my sure. my, my song sure, yeah, American yeah, Hero. Play, yeah. that you I wrote this and then I added on a verse at the end after some other stuff happened. I mean theoretically you can make the song very very long, but I <laughs> I, I, uh, I uh, shortened it down a bit. But I, I wrote it right around the time that um, uh, American Sniper came out. Okay, and it's, okay. Uh, it goes like this. <clears throat> Sorry, song of the American hero. Well now I'm an average guy, a regular Joe, just like you. Except I've always dreamed of joining those good old boys in blue. So I pack myself a pistol, and I stalk the city streets. Until one night, a young man I didn't meet. Well, this young man, now he looks off, yeah, he looks odd. So I says to him, you better make your peace with God. 
I admit I might have got a little hot. And that young man ended up getting shot. And that's when the police chief says, I like your gumption, son. He hands me a rifle, sends me off to Ferguson. And that's when education had really begun. The M16s and APCs, oh boy, what fun. I got to play policeman, and now I'm playing army too. All my childhood dreams have finally come true. And now I admit I might have got a little hot. And a couple of those buggers ended up getting shot. We sent out a letter to each of the bereaved. And the police chief gave me six months of paid leave. And that's when the army recruiter calls me up and says to me, you know, we could use a crack shot in the infantry. So here I am in sunny Afghanistan. I'm sure we'll finish up what the... <laughs> There's a police helicopter above us right now. <laughs> so, uh, so here I am in sunny Afghanistan. I'm sure we'll finish up what the Soviets began. I pop those ragheads off one by one, and I don't come back home until my magazine is done. And that's when I get a call from friendly Israel. And Netanyahu says, boy, you really want a thrill. This whole sniper business, it's really overblown. You'll have a better time bombing weddings with my drones. And that's when Poroshenko, he calls my expertise. He says, we could really use you on our board of trustees. We need to teach our children how to build apartheid. So I shook his hand, and I gladly obliged. So do all you snot-nosed whiners. Oh, you fucked up college kids. I'm proud. I'm glad that I did what I did. My story is eternal. I'll have everlasting fame. And the films made in my honor will have critical acclaim. And that's when I get a call from the true North Strong and Free. And the venerable Mr. Harper says he wants to be more like me. Well, I heard you had some problems out there in Quebec. You had a good star cone for the protesters' deaths. Your weapons are quite lethal, but we solved this back in G8. You just grab your tear gun canister and you shoot them in the face. And now I must admire your commitment to the Middle East. Hiding in your cabinet, you've been very brave to say the least. The way you dive in after us, oh, it warms my heart. You send your men to kill and die in a war you didn't start. Very nice. <laughs> I like the way I just was watching you play that like yeah. the way your your kind of strumming pattern is really interesting I, I like, like watching your fangs while you sing it's <laughs> amazing yeah I've got vampire teeth <laughs> but like you know uh, shouldn't you <laughs> everyone should have vampire teeth I guess I don't I got these Weird, rounded-out vegetarian. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's, yeah, 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 it's yeah, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tear apart a rabbit to save my life. No, not gonna happen. But like, hey, the way you're playing, though, I mean, yeah. like, it's very high up on the neck almost, and uh, it's at one point you're holding one chord for you know a pretty extensive amount of yeah. time. Like, that's kind of not the typical style for folk music or punk rock or anything. Like, where does that come from? Is that like a Eastern European <laughs> sort of vibe? Or yeah, uh, I kind of ripped that melody off of this one song by um, this guy called Goliath. And he wrote this song that's like, uh, it starts up like, here's the reason that like I missed work for a month. And then okay. he's talking about he goes in the city and then he like meets a 
uh, some women, and then he, he goes and he like he goes overseas, and he like helps uh, helps and uh, you know he's boxing Muhammad Ali right. in the ring and he beats him up. We've all boxed Muhammad Ali. One <laughs> another, I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he's like he goes and he like shouts out "No pasaran" to like ends apartheid and all these other things and he's like anyway that's why I was missing for like a month okay. and it, like it's meant to be ridiculous because like yeah. obviously he didn't do all these things obviously but, he didn't end apartheid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously is that obvious? No, yeah, well, <laughs> uh, yeah yeah and um so yeah it was, it was just it was just in that in that sense but like here's the guy doing like I guess the the American slash like Canadian version of that yeah, yeah, like yeah, look yeah. at all the I, I went and helped in all these places and yeah it was cool I'm really great a classic rendition of a folk song right <laughs> yeah, like, yeah like we we oftentimes find folk songs that have, have uh, followed up with other folk songs but have made it more modern yeah right? yeah, yeah. So yeah that's a common thing I think with folk music is yeah taking a certain like element of an older song or taking the story and updating it yeah or adding your own verses to it and everything I mean that's like it's kind of acceptable accepted with folk music where maybe you know you can't take a, a lyric from the Rolling Stones they're gonna sue you <laughs> but uh, like <laughs> don't be starting the Rolling Stones su- suing me no, cause that's that's enough now uh, we've there's, had enough there's definitely like an element of like kind of satirical stuff going on too I mean, oh yeah the stuff I heard like that definitely I mean is that like is that something you, you're aiming for when you're writing your songs too well, like having a bit of humor in there as well like uh, yeah I mean like it, it's pretty funny cause it, it gets funny to the point where you like we go into hyperbole because obviously, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not one man doing all these things, course, right? Yeah. It's rather like more or less like the system pushing people into doing this and yada yada yada. There's, it's more faster than that, but um, yeah. But when you look at it like that, if you if you consider it like one man doing all these like really awful things, it just becomes it becomes funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because like, how could somebody be so cartoonishly villainous, right? Yeah, Almost. Yeah. So. And be in every one of these situations like Forrest yeah. Gump style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I just I mean, I just mean in general though. I mean, like, I think when people are writing politically motivated stuff, uh, there, there's a tendency to go one way or the other, either be super, super beating you over the head with it and completely humorless, or kind of taking the piss out of it and having like you know having laughing at how shitty it is you know what I mean like yeah. I mean is that something that you kind of go for in general or uh, yeah I think it's humorous because of how much I beat you over the head with it it's, right right there's, like say, yeah, in yeah, that yeah, one yeah, there's yeah. not very it's, it's not pretty subtle. direct it's yeah, not subtle yeah. that's for sure yeah. yeah I sat on a nail and that was uh, less subtle than that song no I did it's, it's sticking up right here oh. I'm like do I have a hammer because oh well, shit I actually have a hammer in my bag okay we don't. <laughs> so no oh, that's, wait, that's, wait that's, why don't we just just use this bottle well, because that's glass. Uh, right. Now it's down. Well, this man right here. Well, <laughs> now you're safe. There we go. Yeah, now you're safe. You'll safe be safe from the nails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, what did you have to play? You said you uh, had to run through everything I, you wanted to. I do. Uh, yes, I do. It's uh, it's the uh, the Uncluded, which uh, which is Aesop Rock. Okay. And oh god, Kimmy one Dawson. half of. Kimmy uh, Dawson. One yes, half of Kimmy Dawson. Kimmy Dawson. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. You're talking about the I thought her name was Kimia. Turns out it's Kimmy. No, Kimmy Dawson. Kimmy Dawson. Kimmy Dawson. Yeah. 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 So it's, yeah, it's the Uncluded, Delicate Cycle. Okay. Uh, the obvious uh, connection is... Washing they talk. No, they talk. <laughs> the Delicate Cycle. They talk about blankets, god damn it. All right, all right. I 
can take my finger off. Old dog, old trick, new twist. Like, actually took the finger off. Wrap it in a blanket as he would a severed horse head. Mail it to a friend, you want to pick it, swear more with. And should they need a forearm or something, they can practice drawing skulls on. Cut it from the shoulder while the saw's warm. The full appendage really make a world of difference. Included two or thirty teeth that you had all your critics. Thirty-two would have been perfect. Two were casualties of it zits. I always wanted ratter things for Christmas. The rest were cool. I'm shipping out a torso with the AM. You should learn to hit the organs every time at 40 paces. It's important. I can't explain why now, by the way. Legs in a crate delivery by today. If a uniformed man knock, knock, sign his document, you shouldn't have to walk out to the mailbox for the other shit. My mom was a lunch lady when I was in elementary school. She was outside during recess. She had a whistle and I thought that that was cool. She was really nice to all the kids who didn't have a lot of friends. She would give them hugs and tell them jokes or she'd play catch with them. And my dad worked at the laundromat, which was really cool to me. I'd get to open up the washing machines and clean them out and collect the money. And I'd open the soap dispenser and put new little boxes of soap inside. I knew how it worked and I was good at it. And helping out filled me with a sense of pride. I would meet all kinds of people there and I would look them in the eye. And I'd say, hi, hi. excuse me, but do you mind if I shine the glass while your clothes dry? Yeah, my, my whole life is a delicate cycle, delicate cycle. My whole delicate cycle. It used to walk upright in like New York after 10. One day it woke up out of order, nothing more to extend. Delicate cycle in the alpha of its orbiting zen. When it's a personal skill, it's already poured its best. A conversation can be riddled with exorbitant debt. And you don't know it, but I know I owe you more than I've kept. So if you find a biohazard by your door on the step, maybe it couldn't find its faculties, but swore it would help. Want it to be a larger part than its abnormalcies let. Hang on, I'm overnighting eyes with a headlight, deer stare. One up, bin van, UPS and ear pair. Wear them if you need a new perspective on a weird year. And one day when I'm better, we can square away a fair share. The last frame silhouetted by the sun was an airmail stamp on a still warm tongue. I was 26 years old the first time I lived in a house with a washer and dryer in it. And that's the year I bottomed out. Maybe what was missing was the sense of community that comes from hauling your big old load out in public and airing your dirty laundry in the company of other people who also don't have the amenities at their convenience in a home that's so set up that they never have to leave. I miss the smell, the dust, the coins, the trust, the squeaky carts, the vibrations, the bucket full of bleach, the dryer sheets, the old payphone, the giant sink. I'd watch my daddy mop the floor and my heart started with a quarter. I'd watch my daddy mop the floor and my heart started with a quarter. My
All right, we're back. Uh, yeah, that was that was cool. That was a cool mix of voices. Yeah, definitely. Oh, bottle of wine down. So, blankets. Yeah. Blankets. Oh, yeah, because lyrically, they yeah, Aesop Rock mentions blankets in that. Obviously, it's about the delicate cycle, which also is kind of a loose connotation. Uh, both songs I brought, I should mention, are just very loosely it's all right, based it's all right. on the, around the theme song. Um, I just like to point out that if I had peed on those people in the back alley, they'd probably be uh, a little upset. I think we probably. just need to clarify that we're on a rooftop right now and you just yeah. pissed off the side of it. Yeah. Right, right. I'm not just pissing in an alley on people. <laughs> well, I mean, usually uh, we're recording this in people's houses and stuff, right? So it's, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rooftop on people, they would have been upset. Probably, most likely. <laughs> well, okay, so um, while we were listening to that song, you'd mentioned that you shot the video for... Um, Rides, yeah. Who have been on the show a couple times yeah. and recently too. So, so do you do? Is that something you do like a, a lot of? Or yeah, well, I, I I've done like a few music videos. I did one for Humdrum, which are no longer a band. Okay. I just edited that with. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I do it. I, I graduated with a minor in film production, okay. so cool, I, cool. I do videos sometimes. Yeah. Have you? I mean, you do any videos for yourself? Is that? Uh, no, I haven't done any videos for myself. I don't know. I. I I kind of don't want to <laughs> do Why videos not? for my own. I don't know because it seems just, like a logical thing to do, right? If you have well, it to, seems kind of. I don't know. For me, it's just like uh, I would rather someone else do it and see like what they think of it, right? How they wanna, interpret yeah, the song, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know that, and it's just me playing guitar. There's not much like I don't know what you would do with it other than being really like really literal, right? With the, with the lyrics, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I don't know because it's not. It's not, most of my songs aren't very ambiguous. They're very like direct, and there's not usually a chorus. So right, it's like, right. It's just I, I, I don't know how story, you would yeah. make a video for it. You know, you do one of those like yeah. mid '90s alt rock videos where it's just like black and white slow motion, and you're rocking yeah. out to like three people or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So the chorus thing is that is that like a deliberate thing you're doing too, or is it just the chorus doesn't fit with how you're writing the song? I mean, yeah, it's one both. I mean, sometimes I have like a little bit of a chorus, but not, not so much. I, I, I don't know. That's just how it works out. I. Think of like one or two lines that I like, yeah. general theme of like the song, and then I think about that for like a week or maybe a month or two or something, and then eventually I like find some chord pattern that I like, and I sit down and I just write out like verse by verse, and then okay. I can switch around the verses in order and lines and different things, and then I play it through a couple times, and then the song's done, and I usually just don't don't have a chorus. It's usually just me talking the whole way through. Cool, that, cool. That's something. So these can I guess get pretty long, right? I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think my longest one was like five minutes or something. That's I'd like not to keep them. That's not too bad. I, I I mean they're they're like they are long, like the actual lyrical content. Yeah, like dense amount of words. Really yeah, long, yeah, 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 but yeah. like they're also like just really short. I mean, like lengthwise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like American Hero, that was. There's no chorus in that, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but um. Do you have like uh, a? I mean, style-wise for for the playing. I mean, do you keep it fairly simple so you can fit yeah. in all the words? I mean, is that kind of a? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's like it's the same chords repeated over and yeah, over yeah, again, yeah. and then maybe I'll mix it up a little bit, and that, that, that's about it. It's it's all really simple. I mean, I, I know my playing is not really that. The, the only thing that's really interesting is just the right hand style. Yeah, yeah, that, which, which to keep which the rhythm was pretty unique. Know. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's about it. The chords are very basic. It's usually just only four or five chords throughout yeah. the entire song repeated, and then yeah, it's if it wasn't for the lyrics, it'd be pretty boring, really. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, is the, is the guitar style simple, like on purpose because yeah. the lyrics are so much? You just kind of gotta give some kind of background to what so, you're saying. So, somewhat, yeah. I mean, and I'm also just not a very good guitarist. I just play this very specific style, yeah, and that's yeah. about it. You know. So, yeah, it works. Yeah. So I guess right. I mean, yeah. that's it. Cool. That's that, and that's and that's going back to the old like um, 
singer-songwriters in the 60s and 70s yeah, in yeah. the USSR and Russia. Well, and even in America, too, it's not that unusual to have a song like that. It's just yeah. kind of a long poem really set to music where there's not a chorus. Yeah. Or it's just like, I mean, even something like Bob Dylan, too, right? I mean, you can't yeah, have yeah. massively long, like, seven-page songs, and it just goes and goes and goes and goes, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's a pretty, pretty good tradition to come from, I guess. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I have fun with it. Um, let's see. Yeah. I don't know. I just... I just like writing the songs. Um, I'll, I'll play another sure, one. Sure, yeah, excellent. So this one was... Um, there was this... I, I, I knew about this uh, before. My one friend mentioned this, but there was this one doctor uh, called uh, Leonid Rogozov who was about 26, 27. He was fairly young, late, mid to late 20s. And he was in a, in a research station in Antarctica. Okay. And then his appendix was starting to burst, so he had to operate on himself. Because no one uh, else was there? Yeah, because he was the only one who could do it. Um, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> It's not yeah, ideal. That's a thing, right? Um, and then I looked it up, and there was also another guy called Evan O'Neill Kane who did the same thing, but earlier. That was in, like, 1962, I believe, wow. with Rogozov, I mean. And then Evan O'Neill Kane did it in 1921. But that was just to show that Novocaine was, like, an effective drug. You could use it as a local anesthetic. And do it he had a team of doctors around him, you know what I mean? Okay, so, like, yeah, his like was a emergency. lot more controlled. Yeah. But he, he had, like, he was nuts. Like, he was... 61 and he cut out his own appendix that's pretty crazy and then yeah. when he was like 71, 72 he, he fixed his own hernia jeez like yeah he was kind of nuts anyway so it's a uh, um, so this is about that guy? it's, it's about both guys okay. and then I add a little thing uh, uh, about myself uh, to the end cool. which is like uh, kind of how I like to write some songs or another song like that to Freud and Schur which is like takes these historical uh, people and it kind of just talks about them and then throws in how I don't know I guess everyday things can relate to that. Cool. Anyway, so let me tell you the story of Comrade Leonid Rogozov. He required himself a little operation, but much to his frustration, he was only doctor in his station, 1,000 miles away from salvation. His appendix was close to bursting, and that wasn't even the worst thing. He was trapped in a snowstorm in Antarctica. No planes could land, so he began to understand that this could very well be his last stand. So he grabbed himself a scalpel, and he took a bit of Advil, and he got himself right down to work. His assistant held the mirror so he could see his insides clear, and he cut out the problem with a smirk. And I think wistfully, could that man be me? Could I ever see inside myself that clearly? Another story somewhat the same about Evan O'Neill Kane. He said he wanted to prove the efficiency of Novocaine. He wanted to show his aesthetic was more than just aesthetic, so he marked down an X and he took aim. And I think wistfully, could that man be me? Could I ever perform my own self-surgery? Well, you dug yourself deep inside, and at first I did not mind, but then the pain got so bad I wanted to die. Now precision is a must, I don't want to cut out too much and end up like you, a cold and empty husk. Well, I thought I needed you. But now I know that that's untrue After spending so many nights digging around inside I found a little black lump And I felt like such a chump This rotten little thing made me want to die And I think wistfully Yes, that man is me I've performed my own self-surgery Very nice <laughs> I like it I think it's probably going to be the only song about those guys <laughs> That probably exists I, I mean, I don't know Maybe, maybe No, uh, there's, there's one by Vladimir Rosatsky where he... Um, one of the guys, one of the idols. He about, about the Russian guy. About the Russian guy, yeah. So what, you obviously have some kind of, you must have some kind of Russian background, right? I mean, yeah, I was, I was born in Russia. Oh, really? Okay. I moved here when I was five, so I was really young. So is that, is that kind of music stuff that you 
kind of came up on? I mean, did you grow up listening to a lot of Russian um, stuff? Or? Like, a little bit. I mean, I kind of really just started looking it up in my, I guess, teenage years and when I was in university, because I was like, well, I still speak this language, but I don't really know anything about the music or right, culture, right. so I started, like, looking more into it, and... It was pretty cool because, like, thanks to the internet, you had all these people who were taking the old, like, reel-to-reel, the Magnitasat, yeah. right? Because um, these concerts would just be recorded, like, somebody would be sitting in the front row, and they would just record it on a little... With something like, like what we're using here, but yeah. way more primitive, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but just, like, a reel-to-reel tape, right? Nice. They would do that, or they would do it in their apartment, and they would just record them, right? And, um, and yeah, uh, and then those people upload that online, and then you yeah, can yeah. listen to it, and it's, it's, it's really preserved, cool. preserved, yeah. Yeah. Very cool, yeah. And, like I said, that's, like pretty fucking punk rock it is because like yeah. this dude that wrote Vladimir Vysotsky for example he for a lot of his life like he was he was an actor and he his plays and all that were very popular and he was in films and all that but like his music was not like published published by the government anywhere because yeah. he had to go through the government to publish music but like everybody knew about him right? because of his music from okay. like the person to person handing off like tape trading or kind of thing yeah. yeah cool cool so like that's like underground, that's, yeah. that's, that is very punk rock. Yeah. Did you have? I, th- I think you said earlier you wanted to play one of the Russian guys. Uh, uh yeah, yeah. I can. You, uh... um, I don't know. Do you want to hear like something more like modern or some of the older stuff? I mean, I think I'd probably rather hear the older stuff. I don't know. What, I don't know. The older stuff, think, sure. Right? Uh, uh, older. Не писать мне, не писать мне повести романов, не листать фантастику в углу. Я лежу в палате наркоманов, Чувствую, сам сяду на иглу. Кто-то раны лечил боевые, Кто-то так обеспечил тылы. И вы, парни мои шаровые, Поскорее слезайте с иглы. В душу мне сомнения запали, В голову вопросы мне сверлят. Я лежу в палате, где глотали, Кололи все подряд Кто-то там проколол свою душу Кто-то просто остался один Эй, вы, парни, бросайте морфушу Перейдите на апоморфин Рядом незнакомый шизофреник В него тайна няня влюблена Говорит, когда не будет денег Перейду на капли семена Кто-то там проколол свою совесть, Кто-то в сердце вкурил аношу. Эй, вы, парни, про вас нужна повесть, Жалко повести я не пишу. Okay, that was great. Um, wow. Who, who, who was that guy? So that's Vladimir Vysotsky, who was, um, who was, a, who was like an actor, uh, a poet, and a singer-songwriter. Right on. And that song is called Vplati Narkomanov, or The House of Addicts, and he's singing... Uh, do you want me to just translate it like yeah just give a synopsis I guess right like I mean well I mean like I don't know like I'd have to do you want me to just play it and translate yeah, it sure, as it so goes like I mean yeah. just short short songs yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a minute and a half yeah. so it's I don't write stories or novels I don't read fantasy in the corner I lay in the house of Adam I feel like I'm going to step on the needle myself. Um, somebody healed their war wounds. Somebody else uh, was like stuck in the trenches. Hey, you good old boys of mine. Uh, quickly get off of that needle. 
Uh, I don't have like anything swimming around my soul. I don't have um, questions in my mind. Uh, I lay in the house of addicts where people drank, tricked, smoked, everything they could. Somebody there tricked right through their soul. Somebody else was just left alone. Uh, hey, you boys, throw away that marijuana. Uh, come on over to Murphy. Next to me is an unknown schizophrenic. Tatiana is in love with him. She says, when there's not going to be any money, uh, we're going to go over like a cheap one. Somebody there uh, stabbed through their conscious. Somebody smoked out their soul. Hey, you boys, you deserve an offer. Too bad. I love it. I love it. That's wow, really yeah. cool. Yeah. So I mean, he was he was a he was a he was an alcoholic, and later on in his life, a morphine addict. Okay. For for much of his for much of his career. Is that just considered folk music, or is there an actual genre that that's called like in it's Russia? Just called bard. Okay. It's like folk. It's folk like music, their yeah, version yeah. of folk music. That's yeah. really cool. I can definitely see the connection to that and how you were playing. I mean, the playing and the singing. You kind of have a bit of rough very comes much, into your voice yeah, every once in a while. And so. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. I mean, that's something that I never would have ever organically discovered, I don't think. I mean, I don't think it ever would have come up, you know? I mean, it's like, a, especially the, the, of that age uh, of a song, too. I mean, maybe one day I'll randomly stumble upon some Russian band, but it'll probably be more Or if you're in, like, the, the shoot-up house, you know, and you run to a, a Rushki, <laughs> maybe you'll sing you that song. It could happen. If you told any, like, Eastern European person about, Eastern European person about Vladimir Vosotsky, they'd know who he was. Okay, so he's like, he's like a name there, He's right? like a legend, yeah. He's like a Bob Dylan kind of deal. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. He I, sounded I really like the Russian Bob Dylan, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's what uh, a lot of people compare. I can yeah. see, I can see it. I, f I feel like that's a whole, like, that whole side of the world's music. Not, not much of it made it over here in, in a way, like, I mean, obviously tons of shit from Western Europe. You know, England especially because the same language, but even stuff from France and stuff, you know, some stuff, Italy, whatever. But yeah, I mean, when you go a little bit more east, none of that stuff really made it, aside from immigrant communities and stuff, bringing it with them. Well, but I mean, you've got like Gogo Bordello. Right, who, right. Who, yeah, like, I guess that's an example. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They did a cover of one of Vladimir Sotsky's songs. I could see that working yeah. very well, totally. Uh, yeah. So. But I mean, that, that, that's they're few and far between, though, bands from that. Yeah, that, no, I mean, for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, so it's probably a ton of, a shit ton of really good music from out there that, like, just. Yeah, they had a really cool punk scene in the I 80s. bet they did, yeah. yeah. Well, but there's so many cool punk scenes. Like, there was a documentary about the punk scene in Africa, which I was watching, and it was like, this shit is super cool. And, like, who's going to hear about African punk? You know, it's like it never made it here. I but assume Africans? Well, yeah, Africans hear about it, right? But, I mean, who in the West is going to hear it? It's not It's not like any of these bands broke it big. And, I mean, this guy, I mean, regardless of how big he is over there, yeah. I mean, you know, he's... But he was, like, he was huge. He fucked with the authorities so much. He, like... Because back in the time, you had to get an exit visa to leave the country. Right, didn't right. register. So he got an exit visa to leave the country. He went to France, where his like girlfriend's uh, wife sort of was there. Okay. And like he hung out there for a bit, and then he just got on a plane and he flew to America, and then he went to Canada. Cool. And he was on sixty minutes, and he went to like a bunch of other places, like that he was never supposed to go, but That's he fantastic. never got arrested because he was too popular. Right, right, right. Like nobody else would have been able to do that. So that is really cool. I'm, I'm looking him up when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, because I mean, there's a, there's a film about him there? that came yeah. out in Russia. Do you know what it's uh, called? Few, um, yeah. Um, I'm probably thank, thank you for living. Like, thank you okay. for being alive. I'm, I'm gonna look it up. That was, yeah. that was great. That was great. Uh, it's it's pretty not sure that's the uh, thing to the Golden Girls. Thank you. I guess thank you for being a friend. friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna pick another song to go with the blanket. Sure. Theme. And um, when I was thinking about blanket, I mean, the first one I had, the Riverdale High song, the title is blanket, so that was an obvious choice. And I was trying to think, what do I have that has maybe blanket in the lyrics? Because I, you know, I wasn't getting too creative with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I, I remembered um, the song "Radio Friendly Unit Shifter" by Nirvana from uh, In Utero has a line, uh, "Blanket acting with cigarette burns." 
which I always really like the line. And uh, I always like the song. So the version I have that I'm going to play is uh, the version from the 2013 um, remix version that, that Steve Albini did. Like, I mean, he originally did the, the album. The original recording, and then right? The record label was like not so sure about it because it was super harsh and then really noisy and not and exactly marketable. Yeah, yeah like what they, they actually sound like, right? Re- oh, I'm, I apologize. But, but not Every like the big mainstream Nirvana. Not right? the big mainstream rock star Nirvana, yeah. right? It was like what they actually sounded like, which is amazing. And so in 2013, when the 20th anniversary of In Utero came out, they released a special edition. See, Albini went back and remixed it like the way that he, it had been intended to sound. So, I mean, in this song. I mean, it's noticeable if you listen to them back to back. There's a lot more kind of like swirling, kind of feedbacky, dissonant stuff happening throughout the whole thing that wasn't really there on the original version. Like it's, I mean, it was, but it was kind of pushed down by the label. They kind of wanted to keep it as as clean as they could. And I mean, considering that that this album in general is, I mean, there's some super harsh shit on there. Like there's, there's something like milk it. It's, yeah, know, which is like my favorite song, one of my favorite songs by them. Uh, it's still on there. I mean, the fact that that got through on a ma- mainstream major label album is nuts in the first place. But then it's like when you hear the the 2013 version, it's like you can tell what it was supposed to sound like. And maybe, like, I, I wish that's what it actually sounded like. I mean, even as a kid hearing it, hearing stuff like Milk It and Tourette's and stuff on that album, it was just like, holy shit, this is crazy. But if I had heard, like, the actual noise rock sort of elements that, that were really there. So anyway, the line, Blanket mm-hmm. Acne with Cigarette Burns... Uh, most people probably heard the song, but uh, you know, I know it's supposed to be like hit free radio or whatever on a podcast. This wasn't a hit, so whatever, we'll play it.
All right, so yeah, that was a radio-friendly unit shifter from In Utero, and that's, I like that version better because it's, uh, it seems like more like what they actually wanted to do with it, with the, you know, more abrasive, more kind of, a lot of more feedback and stuff in there, and it's, it's cool. I like it. It's the theme. I like the band. Always have. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Montage of Hack was a great documentary, too. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but... I have not it's yet, It's actually playing a Cinematheque, like, soonish, but it, it was, uh... It's very cool. Very cool documentary. What's that documentary about? Kurt Cobain. Oh, okay. They interviewed, like, his family and stuff. And, like, you know, you see, there's so many documentaries about Nirvana. And, yeah. like, there's always the band members and stuff. But this is, like, his parents. I've never seen his parents before in a documentary. I remember watching... They talk to uh, all these people that, like, his first girlfriend and shit. Like, it's kind of cool. It's, who's it? Uh, El Duce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, uh, on Ricky Lake or, like, some old fucking talk show. Yeah. And he claimed right? he was hired. Me, he's yeah. like, yeah, Courtney Love hired me to kill him. And then the day after that recording, he got fucking hit by, by a train. train. Yeah. Bra- oh, yeah. Yeah. very convenient. Yeah, yeah. El Duce. Yeah. El Duce. It's, it's a conspiracy. Very convenient. It's a conspiracy. Okay, well, anyway, we have, we have one more song that we're going to play um, at the end here. But uh, before we do that, at the end of the show, we like to kind of do a rundown of where people can hear our guest music, where they can hear more episodes of our show, and all that stuff. So uh, if someone, you know, hears this sh- podcast, likes what they've heard from you, what do they do to uh, to hear more of your stuff? Uh, well, I have, I have uh, like, a recording that I did when I was traveling... In, in a, on Bandcamp, you yep. can just have that for free. There's stuff that I upload on SoundCloud every so often. Uh, Do you know what the links are offhand? What's that? Do you know what the the, the addresses for those? Yeah, well, it's kennedall.bandcamp.com okay. and soundcloud.com/kennedall. Cool. It might be Kennedall Music actually. Well, we'll, we'll throw um, some of these links up on the actual Witch Police page yeah, too, yeah. so if people can find and um, and then you can just YouTube Kennedall, and there's a bunch of different people that have like filmed me playing yeah, cool, like cool, small cool. little shows, but they're all like on little camera phones and okay, stuff. Okay, well, yeah, that's what everything is yeah. now, right? So, yeah. for shows, do you have anything coming up, like, in the next few months that, uh, show-wise, or? Um, well, no, not really, uh, other than, like, trying to do that recording, see how those recordings yeah, on yeah, yeah, basis, because, yeah. like, I'm actually planning on, um, uh, <laughs> getting all my, like, papers done right now to, like, go teach English in South Korea, so oh, I cool. probably won't be here for a while. Um, Play shows so, in yeah. South Korea. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how open they are to that kind of music. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that probably will be. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, that's cool. I mean, yeah. anybody, yeah. So right now, just get the album finished and... Yeah, I just get like got that finished and then hopefully before I leave. So cool. You know, just get that out there so by the time you come back, people will. Yeah, yeah, and then then I could like have a have a show. I don't know. Maybe I'll be able to do like a album release show before it, but it's I don't know. Kind Depends of pretty tight right now. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So well, if people want to hear more episodes of this show, uh, they can go to witchpolice.com. You click on podcast. There's all the previous 100. I think this actually might end up being episode 140. So there's like a, a lot of back episodes you can check out, uh, and it's you know all the all the band, all the art guests, all the themes, all of that's there. Uh, free download streaming. Couple with me. Couple with you. Couple way with back, me. 2013. Yeah, way yeah. back. Couple yeah. with me now. Couple with you now. <laughs> and um, yeah, you can also hear us on Monday nights uh, at 11 o'clock on UMFM 101.5 Winnipeg, and that's uh, episodes from a few months back to kind of get a second wind, get a chance to hear them again if you miss them. And uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter and SoundCloud and all that shit. Uh, just look for Witch Police. It's pretty much the only thing that'll come up, aside from some news reports uh, from a forget what country it is, somewhere in Africa. There's a quote from someone saying like. They thought it was a witch, and then it says the next sentence starts with police. With police. And it comes up like every yeah. time when you search for it. So, but usually you type in witch police is weird enough that it, we're going to be the only yeah. thing that shows up. One word though, right? Yeah, one word. Yeah, one yeah. word. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, word. hopefully, if you're listening to this, you have seen the word before because <laughs> you're probably subscribed or you're you know downloading this or whatever. But uh, we're also part of the Garbage Hill Podcast Network, which is a uh, like a loose affiliation of people Winnipeg doing podcasts podcast. in Winnipeg. And I mean. Uh, it's not all about music. I mean, there's one other music show. But Don't those... listen to the band that plays the song for the theme because those guys are pieces of shit. <laughs> I apologize. I mean, those guys are called Union Stockyards. 
and they have a song called Garbage Hill, which is in the new the new theme music for the, the, the podcast network. But basically, the idea behind what, it what's is so, wait, wait, what's so terrible about those? Oh, they're amazing. Oh no, they're uh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Very dear friends of mine. Very dear friends of mine. I was their merch guy for a little while until they kicked me off the merch circuit. But whatever. <laughs> anyway, that, all that aside, like the, the whole point behind the podcast network is just uh, to get other people who are doing DIY radio, making no money off it, just talking to people about things they're into and if someone hears this show and they want to check out more independent podcasts they go there maybe they're into comic books maybe they're into hockey maybe they're into pop culture whatever all the other shows are about and hopefully those shows get more listeners and vice versa so that's kind of you know what we're doing right now and Ryan also has a uh, art business that uh, yes uh, Prince of Thieves uh, we've only got a Facebook right now uh, Prince in a delicious pun is spent, spelt P-R-I-N-T-S right. Prince Robert. of Thieves we sell local made art uh, Prince worth of local made art for cheap Holler at us. My cat likes really expensive food. He's a fancy boy. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely check out. So check out check out Canada. Check out Witch Police Radio. Check out Prince of Thieves. And Ryan, you wanted to close it out on. I would. Song, I right? would like to close out with um, the entire blanket theme. I, I would like to play "Every Thug Needs a Lady" by Alkaline Trio. Okay. But the acoustic version off of Damnesia. Cool. All right. Well, let's check out Alkaline Trio. And thanks for having us here on this sure. uh, nice rooftop. Uh, only could happen in the summer in Winnipeg. Pretty much every yeah. other time of year, it'd be wind or rain or snow, or whatever. You got, so. got about four months worth. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. Let's check out the song and yeah, listen. Tune in next week. I know it's dark here. You know what, I'm scared too For some reason right now Of everything but you And right now you're all That I recognize You know I came here When I needed your soft voice I needed to hear something That sounded like an answer Now I'm aware here and sometimes I get one And it's nothing I forget When the moon gets tired You are stuck to me every day Believe in what I am Because it's all that I have today And tomorrow knows when Oh